0: Hi St. Phillips. it's Sarah here with the fourth podcast in the series on accountability. And today I'm going to be talking about the who of accountability. And in particular, we are talking in this series about peer accountability. So I'm going to describe what peer accountability looks like in practice. I'm going to think about with you how you go about finding an accountability partner. And to begin with, I want us to look at Proverbs 27, verse 9 and 10. Sweet friendships refresh the soul and awaken our hearts with joy. For good friends are like the anointing oil that yields the fragrant incense of God's presence. So never give up on a friend or abandon a friend of your father. For in the day of your brokenness, you won't have to run to a relative for help. A friend nearby is better than a relative far away. Friendship is such a precious gift. God has given us the gift of friendship, and we are to treasure friends. Friends, unlike family, are not obliged to love us, they love us freely, with no strings attached. And we treasure those friendships. And so, accountability is a place where friendships can grow and deepen. So we are thinking about peer accountability. What is peer accountability? Well, a peer is normally going to be somebody of the same gender, normally somebody of a similar age to you, or somebody who is in a similar phase of life so perhaps somebody who is in a similar role to you they may be a student if you're also a student or you may both be parents you may both be parents of little children or you may both be parents of teenagers you may both be in full-time work there is a sense of equality in your relationship and equality in your commitment to the accountability so you are practically Equally committed. You share the work of organizing your accountability sessions. So you both get in touch with each other about organizing when you're going to meet up. You are both prepared to travel to meet with each other. It's not always the same person who is traveling to the other person's home. Or you meet in a location that works well for both of you you know if you live in different parts of the city it's not always one person who is doing the traveling but you're taking turns in doing the traveling to go from one house to the other there is a mutuality in your relationship it's two-way you are both doing the sharing and the listening You are both talking and you are both listening. You are both sharing vulnerably and you are both able to input into the life of the other person. You are both able to receive from the other person. There's not a sense that one of you is more wise, that one of you is the expert uh, and the other person is humbly receiving uh, from the expert. You both value and trust the other person's opinion. There is a sense of give and take in that relationship. There is an equal sharing over time. Now, in one session, it won't necessarily be 50 50. You know, there may be a time when one of you has had something big happen in the previous week or two that you need to process, and so that particular person does the majority of the talking but over time it balances out. So who is this peer that you are going to choose to be accountable with? Well at its very simplest this person is a friend. This person is somebody that you like being with. There is a connection, there is a chemistry even. This is someone as I've said whose opinion you respect whose opinion matters to you, whose opinion you want to hear. You think to yourself, I wonder what they would do in this situation. I wonder what they think about this. They are somebody who you see is growing in their walk with Jesus. You see Jesus's life in them. Friendship is the ideal. You want, if at all possible, to start with friendship and accountability, to grow out of that friendship. But it is possible to start with accountability and then friendship to grow out of accountability. For example, you might be new to a church, you might be new to a community group, And you might get to know somebody a little bit and find out that they haven't got an accountability partner. And you might get on with them reasonably well and think, do you know what? I'm going to have a go at this accountability thing with this person. And you say to them, are you up for this? Are you up for doing accountability with me? And so you have a go and you might say, well, we'll just do this for a few months and see how we get on. And out of this structured thing that you do, perhaps every couple of weeks, a friendship begins to grow. So you can start with friendship and put some structure into that friendship. Or you might start with a structure and the friendship begins to grow. I want to say something about difference. Uh, Consider looking for someone who is different to you. It's easy to go for somebody who's very similar to you, somebody who's going to kind of see the world as you see things. But there is something healthy in difference. There is something healthy in somebody who's got very different strengths to yours, who brings that different perspective and helps you to see things in a different way. And you equally help them to see things in a different way. Another thing to consider Is accountability threes
1: a little less
0: easy in this season uh, of lockdown where we're not allowed to go out in threes we're allowed to go in twos but with one other person from another household but long term we can do threes and we can certainly do threes over zoom so you may consider a three a three will bring difference it will bring a greater variety of perspective. It will open up your thinking a bit more. It will bring a breadth of perspective, a diversity. And there's a limitation in three. You won't get to share as much. But even though when you're not sharing, you're still learning because you're listening and you're learning from what's been said by the others. And you're also listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying and what the Holy Spirit is doing. And so there will be a depth and a richness in that three. So I, I would recommend thinking about a three. There's a practical limitation to a three as well because it's trickier to arrange a three because... Getting three people's diaries together is harder than two people's diaries. And so that's a limitation to a three. Uh, But it doesn't mean you shouldn't do a three. There is an option to consider. What do you do, though, if you can't find an accountability partner? What do you do uh, if everybody in your community has already got an accountability partner? If they don't want to open up and make a three... Uh, what do you do? Well, it may be that to all intents and purposes, you are already doing accountability without realizing it. Uh, I was listening to somebody recently who'd had this realization. She'd been in community for a number of years, looking for an accountability partner and not managing to find one. And then she realized that Actually, she was already doing it with a couple of friends in an informal way. And I want to affirm this. I want to affirm that there is a formal structured accountability and there is a more informal, unstructured accountability. And, And both of those are good and right and have their place. And it doesn't matter whether you're doing that formal thing or that informal thing the important thing is that you're connecting deeply and vulnerably on a regular basis and that you're connecting about your personal life you're connecting about your walk with the lord and you're connecting about the way that you're showing jesus to others so some of you may already be doing accountability without actually calling it accountability But perhaps you can't honestly say that it's happening at the moment. So what do you do? Well, I suggest you think about developing the friendships that you have got. You think about, okay, who is the person that I would like to grow a friendship with? Who is the person where I sense some spiritual connection And I think I could take this relationship a bit further and think about how you could do it. And you might say to that person, I wonder if next time we met, we could make some space to pray together. Or you could say, I wonder if next time we met, we could pray for a friend who doesn't know Jesus. Or you could begin to ask a few probing questions when you met you could try and be a little bit more vulnerable with each other just begin to be a little bit more intentional with that person when you meet just warm it up tiny tiny bit just be a little bit more intentional in your conversation when you next meet don't overload it don't heat it up too much because that might just overload the system and might make the person kind of spring back. (laughs) You want to just go gentle. You know with all of our friendships we want to strike the right balance and with all of our friendships we want to make sure that yes there's depth, yes there's vulnerability but also there's fun. There's lightness, there's joy, there's time to do the things that we enjoy together. There is time uh, to maybe go to the pub and just have a drink together or have a board game night or invite others into the friendship and have some fun together. Make sure you have time just to be friends, not always to just do accountability together. I hope as I have talked about peer accountability, the picture I have painted is one of friendship. The Celts used to talk about a soul friend. Someone who knows you intimately, knows what makes you tick, someone who understands you, gets you, wants to see you shine. There is the practice of accountability. And I particularly talked about this last time in the third podcast when I talked about what you do when you get together. But I also think that it's just as important to think about who you do accountability with. Because fundamentally, one of the important things about accountability is actually growing a friendship. If it's just this thing that you do then it becomes stayed and, and it becomes an obligation. If it's about growing a friendship or returning to a friendship, then it's something that you treasure and you look forward to and something that gives you life. And we all want and need good friends. And we all are able to make good friends. And so I, I really encourage you to value and invest in accountable friends. I'm gonna finish with some questions for you to ponder upon and just see which of these questions resonate with you. So if you are in an accountable friendship at the moment, I wonder how mutual is it? Do you give and receive in the same measure? are you the one who always does the travelling, are you always the one who hosts, who does the arranging, who does most of the talking or the listening, how mutual is your friendship. Is it time to mix things up a bit? If you have been accountable with somebody for a number of years, is it time to invite somebody new in? Is it time to stop the formality of that accountability partnership and for it just to be friendship and actually to go on an accountability journey with someone new? If there isn't anybody who you're accountable with, could one of your friendships develop into an accountability friendship? And I guess for all of us, how can we grow in vulnerability? How can we just turn up vulnerability another notch? How can we give ourselves in friendship? Just that next notch. And how can we invite a little bit more of the other in our friendships? Lord, we thank you for the gift of friendship. We thank you for the gift of connection. We thank you for the connection that brings joy. That brings fun, that brings laughter that nourishes our soul. And Lord, we pray that each of us would experience that connection on a daily basis with those that we live with, with those that we work with, with those that we pass in our day-to-day lives. In your name and for your glory. Amen.